Hello to everyone. We're thankful for another opportunity to study and look into the Word of God. Thankful for each of you. We pray that we could be a help and a benefit to people through the Word of God. If you want to look with us, we're in 2 Kings chapter number 4. And uh, we've been seeing the beginnings of Elisha's ministry in this earth. And in the latter portion of chapter 3, we saw the armies of Israel and Judah and Edom come to a place going to war that they were without water and they were going to perish. And the man of God, through the wisdom of God, said, make this valley full of ditches and God will bring water. And certainly God provided not only a sustenance for their life, but he also provided victory in the battle. Um, so now we've come to chapter number four, and we'll start, maybe we'll read a, uh, just the, this account here, maybe through verse seven, and then we'll walk down through it. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor is come to take him, take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. And he said, Go borrow the, the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. But when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and shalt pour out into all those vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. He said unto her, There's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, Go, sell the oil, and pay the debt, and live thou and thy children of the rest. And so, in the beginning of this, we see who this woman is. Her husband was one of the sons of the prophets. And uh, we talked about that a time or two through this study. It appears to be something that Elijah and Elisha had founded and started. Um, we know Jezebel had killed all of the prophets that she could get her hands on. And here they've set up the school of the prophets, the sons of the prophets, where they would be with and around the men of God and and learn from their instruction and from their tutorage. So her husband was a member of this school, and she's able to say, you know him, and you know how he served you. He was a man of the Lord as well, but he's died, and he's left me in a terrible situation because he's left me with this debt, and I can't pay that debt. So in this day especially, it was the, 
the men that labored and that earned, and it was the women that, that worked and kept at home. Now, this was a different day than it is today, um, and there, there may be some argument to that, but in this day, if there was water that was needed, the women had to go and draw it out of a well. If it needed to be heated, they had to put it over the fire to heat it. If the clothes were going to be washed, they had to hand wash them and hang them up to dry. If the food was going to be cooked, everything had to be from scratch. They would kill what they had a lot of times that day and dress it and cook it. And so the, the labor that was there was intense and continual, and it was every day. Uh, the family needed to eat every day. They needed clothes washed every day. They needed water drew every day. So the woman's work was continual as well. And the man went out to uh, farm or to uh, keep the crops so that they could earn money. Well, when the time come that the man died, there was now no way to earn money. And these, these boys, they were probably between 10, 13, 14, somewhere in there. So they're not able to go out and earn money. They don't have the knowledge. They don't have the strength or the wisdom to be able to do that at this point. And so she's left with a debt now that she owes. And she's got no means to make money in order to pay for that. And so she turns to, uh, uh, let's talk about this first. The law offered a means of redemption. We see that in the book of Ruth, that a kinsman redeemer but it had to be a kinsman, could come and pay off that debt and redeem that person from, from the debt of owing that they had, redeem them out of slavery or however. But when there was a debt like this that couldn't be paid, then, of course, they could come and, and take you as a bondman and you would work for them as a slave, as a servant, until your debt was paid up. It wasn't that you were taken into captivity or into slavery forever, but you were there until the debt was paid for. And so that's what they were going to do. They were going to come and take these two sons, and we're going to take them, and we're going to have them to work until your debt can be paid for. Well, now, if that was to happen, this woman would be left alone. She would have nobody in the house. And um, so she comes to the only person that she can, to the man of God. Maybe she didn't have a, a kinsman redeemer. She's going to have to turn to the word of God in order to find help and to find strength. We find ourselves there often. Uh, we, we may have people that we love. We may have a church that can pray. But when it comes down to, to receiving the answer and, and the help that we're in need of, the grace that we're in need of, there's only one source for that. It's God. And you know, you think about this death here. I believe you can see Adam in that death. Adam, the first son, the first human being, the, uh, the first to live on the face of the earth. Adam fell in the garden by his disobedience. And because he failed, he died, and he left us a debt that we couldn't pay. He left us a debt that was out of our reach, beyond our means, and out of our uh, ability to meet the need of that. 
and so the wrath of God abode over us. And we were in danger, not of being a slave for 20 years or 10 years, but in danger of the eternal judgment of God Almighty. We, we had to have somebody to intervene for us. And that's what this woman needed, this widow. She needed some means that she might pay off this debt. She did not have the means to pay this off. She was seeking some kind of outside, and she didn't know what. She didn't say, look, if you'll just do this, this is this will fix it. A lot of times we, we come to God and we're telling God what he needs to do. That if you do this and you do it this way, this is what needs to happen. She doesn't come to God like that. I, I don't know what to do, but I need help here. And that's the way we ought to come to God. God, we need your help, your leadership, your strength. And whatever you tell us, that's what we're willing to do. And once we get to that place of conviction of sin, or that place of that weight of need, that'll be the way we'll pray. The sinner that God has convicted and drew to his son Jesus, feeling the weight of their sin and the fear of the judgment that's ahead. He's willing to pray, God, just do whatever I need to be saved. I'll do whatever that I could be redeemed. So that's the heart of one that's been brought under the weight of guilt and of sin. Now she here, she's under the weight of this creditor and in fear of what's going to happen to her boys if this doesn't get paid. And so she lays out her situation before Elisha. And we see Hezekiah do that before the Lord. He takes that letter that Rabshakeh brought and he laid it out before the Lord. The Lord Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he came before the Lord and he laid out his uh, prayer before the Lord, his situation, the suffering that he was about to endure, the cup of the wrath of God that he was about to drink. If there's a way and a means for me to get out from under this, would you take this cup from me? But if not, thy will be done. And so there's a laying out. And, and the, the New Testament, it would encourage us to lay our petitions and requests and prayers out before the Lord. That we come to God and we cast our care upon him. And God, this is where we are. We need grace. We need strength. We need help. In the day and hour that we're in to need help is a shame to people. But my God, without God's help in this world today, we, we're absolutely nothing. There's no shame in praying to God for strength and for help. And so the man of God says, what shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? So the man of God says, well, how am I going to fix this? I, I don't believe Elisha had a great sum of money. He's not going to be able to pull the money out of his pocket and pay off the debt. 
And he's not going to magically make money appear either. But here, he says, what have you got in the house? And she said, thine handmaid hath not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. So what have you got? Have you got something that could help in this matter? Well, she says, I don't have anything but a little pot of oil, maybe that she uses to light her lamp with, that she uses to cook with. Um, but there's not much of that there. And that's not enough to pay off this debt. It's nowhere near what I need in order to get the creditor off of my back. But there is something. And so you could see this as well. Now, the man of God's going to, we, we read already, he's going to bless this all that she has in the house and is going to multiply that and it's going to be enough. And I believe that you could, you could see then pictures of things. You could certainly make applications, many applications here in the types and shadows of the Old Testament. You know, even as we would try to teach or as, uh, uh, as a preacher would try to preach the Word of God, we don't have much that we're able to offer. We try to study, and, and I, I believe that's necessary. I don't, believe, I don't believe that a man should get up having not studied, not meditated on the Scripture, not putting any time into the Word of God. How can I proclaim the Word of God if I do not know what the Word of God says? And if I have the wrong interpretation by tradition and by the passing down of elders, then what I speak is not going to be the truth. But we're, we're exhorted in the New Testament. Study to show yourself approved unto God. And there we ought to be. You're going to stand. You're going to teach. None of that should be taken lightly. We are dependent upon God for all things, but God expects me to put in my effort as well. And as I put in my effort with prayer for strength, for wisdom, for grace, then God will bless that and augment that and multiply that, and take that little handful of all, and it can be a benefit to others. But now in the case of sin, oh, in the case of sin, what, what can we say there? If scriptures are to point me to the Lord Jesus, what could we say about our sinful condition? What, what do we have in the house? Now, she had all, but how did she have this pot of oil? You know, I think a lot of times the focus is, well, this, this was of her, but she can't produce oil. So she's, she's made a purchase of this at some point. Maybe the husband purchased this years ago. Maybe it was purchased last week. Uh, maybe it was the last thing he bought before he died. All of that speculation, I realize. But the point is this, God knowing this situation was going to arise and God already knowing what he was going to do, he by his providence had them purchase this all and have it in the house
for this time and this hour and this moment. And so God provided. What they had was provided by God. And so the Lord Jesus comes. And you know, the Lord Jesus, when you look at him, he doesn't look like anything that's going to bring any type of redemption. He looks weak. He's poor. He's not of any nobility. He's not of any great education. They couldn't afford that for him. He's not some beautifully handsome man. He's not even a man of great and eloquent speech. He's just, as we see, a typical man. And that's the way this all was. I've got a pot of oil, but boy, that ain't, that ain't helping me. And that's the way man looks at Jesus. Yeah, here is Jesus, but what's, what, what's he going to do for me? But you see, it's in the pouring out of the oil that the blessing comes. So Elisha says, go and borrow these vessels. Go and borrow them. Bring them into your house. Shut the door. And once the door is shut and everybody's shut out, you begin to pour. And this oil will pour out until every empty vessel is full. It will not run out. Now, you can look. And we talked about how that Elisha, with his double portion, Elijah wrought a very similar miracle with the widow down at Zarephath. How that her meal and oil never ran out until the famine was over. That her faith and obedience to the word of God, God blessed and augmented and provided for them. And so Elisha is going to work a, a very similar miracle here. They're going to take a pot of oil that's, let's just say, 10 ounces, and they're going to fill up, let's say, 1,000 ounces. It's going to be multiplied. And so what appears to be there, once the hand of God is working and it's poured out, there's an abundance more there than what you thought. And it's not of the natural man. That This is an impossibility. This is not the way things work. If you pour a 10-ounce jug into a 10-ounce vessel, then one's going to be empty at the end and the other's going to be full. But you see, the Lord Jesus, when he poured himself out on the cross, he didn't become empty that I could be full. If he did, if his salvation was sufficient to fill up my vessel, but it emptied him, then how is the next man going to receive anything from the Lord? No, but it's miraculous here that in the Lord Jesus' death and in his sacrifice for sins, there was sufficient salvation to fill every vessel. There was sufficient redemption, su sufficient atonement in the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus that he could be poured out and fill every empty vessel that there was. And at the very end, when the oil stays, 
the vessel's going to be just as full as it was in the beginning. Well, it looks like not one drop has poured out. That's the way the Lord Jesus is. The riches of his goodness and his mercy towards man, he can pour out and fill up a sinner, bring them out of sin and redeem them and make them alive. And after the work of salvation, the Lord Jesus has got just as much as he did beforehand. His supply doesn't wane, nor does it run out. And so the commandment now is you go borrow vessels of your neighbors. It's not something that's greatly difficult, but it is something that if you believe in what I'm saying, then you will do this. And I think that part of faith is left off. Uh, faith is made very cheap today. But if, if there is faith, then there will be action. If faith is what brings salvation to me, now think about this. If I receive salvation from God by faith, then if, if lost people have faith in them, why aren't they saved? No, faith is something that that is given by God. This woman, now in, in this snippet of scripture here, this woman could not have known to have borrowed vessels and poured that all without hearing the word of God. Faith in this work would not have been possible except God had spoken. And so Elijah speaks. Elijah says, this is what needs to be done. And through him speaking, there is faith imparted unto her, and she obeys that. Now, if there was no faith present, there would also be no obedience. But since there is faith present, we know she believed what he said. We know that she believed it because she did it. And so if there is faith present, there will be action. But here's the interesting thing. There cannot be faith present without action. That is absolutely impossible. So that when God regenerates a heart by His grace and imparts the gift of faith unto their heart, they will respond then to the word of God that they're hearing. That faith that's imparted to them will bring them to obedience in Christ Jesus. And so she takes the word of Elisha and she goes and borrows vessels and her boys go and borrow vessels. And I don't know how many that they got. We've got no inclination as to how many or how much all that she wound up with at the end. But we know the man of God says, don't borrow a few. Go and borrow a, a multitude of vessels. And so she goes and borrows. Now, 
Why is that so important? Because as much as you borrow, that's how much you're going to have when you pour out. It's not going to continue to flow without a vessel to put it in. It's not going to be spilt on the ground. But once you start to pour, that that oil will fill all of the vessels. But now once you fill them all up, you're not going to have time to go and borrow more. So that the act of faith is, is not by sight. It's not we're going to see it start to happen and then say, oh gosh, we should have got more. But faith is always, uh, uh, not by sight, but by trusting and believing the Word of God. That's the way it is for us today as well. And know this now, the sacrifice of the Lord Jesus, it did not occur so that his blood would be poured out on the ground and be wasted. But there was a definite atonement. Christ's death definitely and assuredly purchased the salvation of the vessels that God set aside to fill up with his grace, his mercy, and his goodness. And Jesus has sufficient to fill up all of those vessels that the Father chose and not going to be wasted and spilt on the ground. And so she goes from him, shuts the door upon her and upon her sons. Now this is not going to be something done out in the open in the middle of the street. This is not something done that she could glory but this is going to be done behind closed doors. And her and her sons are going to be the only ones to see this happen. Isn't that something? But you know, we've got it written about in the Word of God. So the testimony of it had went out. No doubt she had this great amount of oil. She'd come out of the house with all this oil. And, and, and their neighbor says, well, where did that come from? Oh, let me tell you what God did that I might pay off the creditors and that my boys might not go into slavery. But to see the working of it, they, they didn't see that. It's, it's not for our glory at all. It's for God's glory. And so salvation works very much the same. That God does this mighty work in the inside of man and uh, that, that doesn't need to be minimized. That God raises them from the dead and gives them new life, gives them peace, and gives them joy in the Holy Spirit. They are now justified. They stand before God as righteous. And now the power of the Holy Spirit abides and dwells within them, sealing them even unto the very day of redemption. A mighty and miraculous work. But that's invisible. That goes on in the spiritual realm and in the inward man. And by natural eyesight, we don't, as the church or as 
uh, as neighbors around this. We don't see any of that happen. But you know, as that sinner gets up, and they, they've got this all now, that as they testify, there is the Spirit of God that's bearing witness and working in them. And so the question would be, where, where did this all come from? Well, let me tell you what the Lord done for me. He saved me from my sins. And so you look at Peter, and I believe you can see that in the text of 1 Peter, that Peter says, be ready always to give an answer. And that word, it means an apology. Not in the sense of I'm sorry, but in the sense of this is the reason. Any man that asketh you for a reason of the hope that is in you. Where, where did this expectation, where did this all in your life, where did this change in your manner of living and behavior, where did this come from? Peter says, be ready always to give an answer. This is where that came from. It didn't come from me. And the truth is, it didn't come from a trip to the altar. Now, it is true, and I, it's important to think about these things. It is true, they did borrow vessels, and she did pour the oil, and the sons did bring the empty ones. But that's not where the oil came from. The oil came from the Lord. Now, did, did we come and bow before God? Did we, with our mouth, ask for forgiveness? We absolutely did. But that's not where salvation came from. Salvation, as Jonah prayed in the belly of the whale, salvation is of the Lord. So that that prayer and that response, that was brought about by the word of God. That, that uh, begging for mercy, that was brought about by the revelation of God. And the hope that's within us, that didn't come from me praying the right words. But that was given freely by the hand of God through Jesus Christ by the Spirit. So the right testimony is not, well, I got that because I and because I. But the right answer is, I got that because God was gracious and merciful to me and brought me to his son. I don't believe that she went out and told anybody a lie and said, well, I, I earned this. And I've been saving for many years. And I've done all of these works to get this. No, we can tell. The, the word of God has it recorded. She said, listen, I went in and shut the door. And by some miracle, how did it happen? I don't know how it happened. All I know is I poured and the oil kept coming and it never ran out. And you know, it, the level of oil in the pot, it, it never went down. I was pouring oil out, and the oil in the pot never decreased. It stayed the same. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. I seen it. I witnessed it. That's the way salvation is. I don't know how that happened, 
But I know this, I was there when God did it. I can't explain the workings of the Spirit, and we're really unable to express the change in the inward man in full as it really is. But we know it happened, and we testify to that. This is the work of God, and to God be the glory. And so they filled up all of the vessels. She says, bring me another. The oil's still coming. There's still oil there, and there's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. So God had what was sufficient to fill all of the need. And now, here she comes to the word of God, and she says, listen, Elisha, I have... I've done what you've said. And now I've got all this all. It was just exactly what you said. I, I've, I went out and borrowed vessels and I took that little pot of oil and I began to pour that out and how that God multiplied that and it that little bitty pot of oil filled all of these vessels full. And now I've got this large amount of oil. And the man of God said, you take that and sell it. And what you get out of that, you pay off the debt that you owe, and you and thy children can live on the rest of it. So that God's now provided enough to pay off the debt that she owed, and also enough to live on for the rest of their days. Isn't that wonderful? That's what God provides us in salvation. God not only through Jesus Christ brought enough grace and brought enough atonement to forgive me of my sins and to justify me before God. Oh, but there's, there's more than even that as miraculous and as wonderful as it is to have the debt of my sin paid off and to be free in the power of God and to not have to fear the judgment and the creditor coming to take me away from my guilt and the debt that my father Adam left me. As wonderful and as miraculous as it is to have that debt paid, he gave grace for grace. He brought grace to redeem me and he gave me grace even on top of that that day by day as I live, I can live in the joy of the Holy Ghost each day of this life. And so they have not only the creditor paid off, but now they have a new life that they can live free of debt and they've got means to live that now by the provision of God through the all. And the church today is not only free of the debt of sin and fear of the judgment of God, but the church is indwelled by the Holy Ghost and God imparts to them grace day by day as they live, move, and have their being in this world. They've got what's sufficient to live to the glory of God. They've got a new life, a new heart, and their new creations in Jesus Christ our Lord. What a wonderful work that God our Savior has done for us. We thank Him. Thank Him greatly for that work. We appreciate you listening. 
We'll pick up there in verse 8 of chapter 4, 2 Kings next time. Pray for us.